Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, a guest-guided mapping expedition to the borders of human creativity. I'm your co-host, John, and this is all my fault. I'm your co-host, Besha, and I'm absolutely equally to blame. <laughs> How's it going, John? It goes well. It goes well. Um, nobody warned me that um, parenthood was going to be this thing where um, my kid just sort of like gains abilities and then accelerates in the gaining of those abilities. Like I, I looked away for like five seconds, and when I looked back, he was suddenly able to climb on shit now, and it oh. is. Uh, like so he he goes from a sitting position in front of something like say my couch, um, mm-hmm. and then he'll be able to grab onto it and pull himself up to standing, um, which is amazing but also terrifying because I have a couple of um, little little end tables in my living room that are basically what they actually are are benches like one person one butt benches that we've been using as end tables because you can do that because Ikea um, and uh, I am not certain that they would remain stable in that situation so I just I kind of need to just watch out for what he's doing unfortunately he is he's still easily distractible which is nice um, and I have many distractions uh, available on hand so that's that's me and, and my, my life. I, I was envisioning the concern being something more like all of your various small models of the enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, also also baby hurting. You me. may you may rest assured that all of my nerd shit is safely Hi. out of reach. Um, yes, which I you, uh, you know what out of reach. <laughs> I, I think this is actually something that perhaps our guest wanted to uh, discuss with us. Should we should we bring her yeah. on more or less immediately? Hello, guest. Hello. Excellent. My friend Danielle Henderson, who is fantastic. Oh, and wonderful. Stop. I do. All right. It's true. I try. It's true. Hey. <laughs> I try. My cat would disagree with you. He is the most <laughs> spoiled being on the planet, but looks at me with dagger eyes all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I'm not a cat person. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, I, I like cats, but I don't trust cats. This is this is a good position in life to take, and that's how I feel right. about most people. Like I like people, I just don't trust most people. <laughs> but I do, I do like that. And I I, I was questioning this um, when 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 I found out you guys were pregnant. Is what was going to happen in terms of your own collectibles? Mm-hmm. And I like mm-hmm. already that that you are becoming. Because you're a very vigilant parent, so I like that you see the year stretching up before you, where you'll be the parent that says, don't touch that, that's daddy's. <laughs> I, I think that, that that is definitely coming. Um, yeah, so uh, for those of you who um, who are not in like following my Instagram already, what, what happened is I, I have this, this one of those Ikea Expedit shelves, right? It's like one of those four by two units. It's like with the square openings that um, because our apartment is, is great, but not very big, I had to put in Quentin's room on its side. So it's like, and that's, that's where I keep all of my comics. And I was thinking like, there's, you know, I mean, he's a baby. He doesn't know any better. At some point, he's going to start pulling books off the shelves and just ripping them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Which I would not blame him for, as he is a baby, and they are books, and he doesn't know what books are supposed to be. So, 
Um, but I was trying to think, like, what am I going to do about this? Like, I, I have thoughts of, like, I'll just empty that entire shelf and put all the books in the garage, um, in, like, boxes or something. And then a friend of mine, um, and I, we've worked this out, my, my buddy Gabriel, and I think our friend Michelle um, was, was also there for this, was like, why don't you just put, like, you can, you can just get a plastic sheet, like a, like a literal, like a, just a, a, a sheet of acrylic and just put it in front and you can secure it with little brackets like it doesn't have to be load bearing oh. and um, you know he won't be able to get at it and it's, it's great uh, and he I was like that's goddamn brilliant and I did it and it works it's fantastic <laughs> but it's like it's like I installed a force field in front of my in front of my books in in a, a way that he absolutely does not have the cognitive tools to deal with at all. Um, <laughs> not, not, not even the tools, but also not even the strength. Like he yeah, doesn't no know how to move it. And it. Not that he could, because I put a magnet. Because um, the one thing about it is it's like a thin sheet, right? So like when I put it down on its side, it kind of bows out. So um, I put a magnet in the middle, and I, I taped another magnet to the shelf so that like nice. it'll, it'll it'll hold flat. See, and uh, my... it, that also worked to my. Um, I I was maybe like ten percent surprised. Like I was ninety yeah. percent sure it would work. Well, my but first thought was like, are babies allergic to magnets? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, God, I you hope know, their, not. their fontanelle hasn't closed yet, and the magnet will really fuck them up somehow. Or. <laughs> I I hope that does not. We're gonna we're gonna find out. We are gonna find out. <laughs> Danielle, if you had to introduce yourself to a to a listening audience, what would you? How would you describe yourself? Well, I guess I would say I am an internet writer who somehow bullshitted her way into writing for television shows. Hell nice. yes, hell yes, like the dream. Yeah. Used to blog, used to do recaps, used to do all kinds of stuff, and um, found my myself a few years ago being asked to write for shows and I said yeah why not because that's the way I run most of my life is yeah why not and it's worked out <laughs> pretty good so far awesome awesome this this occasion to move uh, if I remember correctly because you used to live in New York and now you live in LA yes I moved to LA about six months ago um, from New York City and for a while I was I was doing both I was living in New York and working in LA and I do not recommend that um Keeping <laughs> rents in both places is, is irresponsible. Oh, yeah. And uh, keeping a cat in one place and living in another place is also a, a horrendous ordeal. Um, thankfully, I have Likely very nice to get friends. you murdered in your sleep. Yes. Yeah. This is why I'm now currently facing down the daggers every day because he's like, why'd you leave me with these people for all this time? So, yeah, not, not great. I also uh, had a squatter in my New York apartment. It's just, it's just a mess. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't live by coastal. <laughs> You can't avoid it. I noted. (laughs) But I I definitely thought, like, the thing to do was to move to the relatively easier place, which which is L.A. So all my work is out here. I'm kind of treating it like college. Um, Like, I have to be here for a certain number of years or a certain amount of time. And then when I'm done, somebody will hand me a piece of paper and I'll be able to live wherever I want. (laughs) <laughs> That's a brilliant way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, it's good framing. Do, 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 do. So this is what's going on. If you have never listened to this show before, welcome. Uh, for the last 
10 years, every time I've had an idea, I've written it down the moment I had it. And now I've piled up literally hundreds of ideas in a big spreadsheet without doing anything with them. So maybe it's time someone else did. I'm throwing the spreadsheet open and letting friends like Danielle dig through the pile and hold up whatever she finds interesting for the entertainment of me, Besha, and of course you, the listener. If you hear one you like, it's yours to run with. I just want credit. I want a cut. Yes. All right, Danielle, what you got for us? Uh, well, the first thing that jumped out, and and m- maybe I should preface this by saying that, that John and I have been friends for, if you can believe it, John, like 20 years at this point. Yeah, I was thinking about Dang. that. Like, it's been a long-ass time. Yeah, a really long time. And the internet com- internet comic book forums brought us together in true nerd fashion. Um, it's but true. We kept in touch. <laughs> like, we have been actual friends and, like seeing each other around the country like it's it's a it's been a friendship that is built so the first thing that jumped out to me that i thought well this this is very a very john thing that i have to know more about is the all corgi episodes for every tv show (laughs) you got your bottle episode you got your corgi episode you got your musical episode yes that that is essentially it. There, like, I mean, this is just because I mean, um, of like, there have been a couple of episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine where Captain Holt's Corgi plays yeah. like a fairly major part, and I was like, every TV show should have that. Like, you know, exactly <laughs> as as you put it. Like, you know, there's there's the there's the bottle episode, um, there's the Christmas episode, there's the Halloween episode. Um, and there should be a Corgi episode. Uh, in, in every show. Now, now I, the, the way that you presented it is like, oh, sometimes a corgi features in an episode. But that's not what you wrote on the spreadsheet. What you wrote on the spreadsheet <laughs> exactly. was an all-corgi episode. <laughs> all of the characters are played by corgis. I... Please? <laughs> I mean, I, I recognize that it would be difficult to pull off logistically, <laughs> but quite frankly, that's not my problem. I, think, I, I have the idea, and it is down to the magic of television to execute. To execute. Well, I, I immediately thought of, like, Breaking Bad and The Wire with Corgi, <laughs> <laughs> which I think takes an already, like, two already prestige TV shows to just an elevated place. Oh, oh God. Imagine so ending good. an episode of The Wire or Breaking Bad in tears of joy from smiling... <laughs> And laughing so much, or like a little dog with a little Heisenberg hat. Community may already have done this. (laughs) I can guarantee we have not yet scoured the internet for this. Somebody has done it. Somebody has done it. Well, that was that was the most interesting thing to me because I think it's it's. I don't know. It just it made me so joyful to even read that. (laughs) That I thought being it might be the end of me. I just like I because I, I can you know I I could see it in my mind and it's beautiful. <laughs> and I really like, like really it needs to be just the thing that everybody does at some point, not yeah. just a one off. I don't want to see just a made for the internet comedic remake of one episode of The Wire. I want this to be like every show. Eventually, they're going to get to the corky episode. <laughs> This is, this is the kind of thing that, like, I yeah. I hope that, like, a mad billionaire would do. Like, if, if I honestly had a billion dollars, <laughs> I would offer to pay for every TV show. I would pay for production. I'd pay your overtime. I'd pay the booms. 
I would pay for you to do an all corgi episode. <laughs> donate half the money to charity. Donate half the money to all corgi episodes. Amazing. This is what I. Let's let's get you that billion because uh, this this has to happen. Sold. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, goodness. Excellent. All right. What what's next on the list? Um. Okay. So this is this is something that like I'm definitely I'm interested in as a concept, and I think about, I've thought about for myself once. I think it was. Um, Matt Fraction once on this very same comic book forum 20 years ago posted a family <laughs> emblem with like a wolf shooting arrows at like like out of its mouth at a bee or something like that so the the crest emblem um, the strong must protect the sweet which is a bee holding a sword is what you have in, in your spreadsheet and I wanted to know <laughs> is this like our crest and, and emblems and like family crest is that something that you have developed for yourself, like for the family you've just created? Would you apply it to your family at large? Especially what's your, what's your take on this? I, ah, uh, God, I, I don't know. Did, did I literally write that down as like a, as like a design idea? You really did. You really, truly, and you put it under the category of art. Incredible. I mean, I mean, like, in, in that it would require someone to draw it. It's it's true. I must have had that notion after watching that one, that one Simpsons episode where Homer gets the giant pile of sugar. Um, but I I, I I stand by it. I stand by it as a notion because I do think it's a good it's a good motto. It's um, a really good I, motto. I, I mean. <laughs> I I had to go look at the at the spreadsheet for this because I was I don't know if I could, I couldn't believe it or just couldn't couldn't process the image until I saw it written. Can you? I, I'm not. I don't have it open. Can you one more time? What is is there? Do... So it says it says crest slash emblem. The uh-huh. strong must protect the sweet, and then in parentheses, uh-huh. a bee holding a sword. I, uh, I, yeah. I particularly like this because sometimes John is just like, oh, what category is that in? But he's usually, he's, he's rarely like totally delighted and surprised by what he's written down. <laughs> no, this one snuck up on you because it's in art. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah, no, it, it definitely would require somebody to draw. And I, I kind of, I still want to see it. I don't know when I logged that idea, but, um, uh, yeah, no, that's that's real good. But I also just, I really, I love the idea of the strong must protect the sweet. Like, that's very, that's a very, like, a family emblem that, or crest. Like, that seems like a very good, good thing for a family. It's, it's even a, as an individual, like, it just seems kind of nice. I agree, especially in this era. I mean, it, it makes, I think it makes for a really good house motto. Agreed. I'm gonna I'm gonna float that I'm gonna float that by because like I, Mavis and I occasionally try to workshop something and we we still haven't come up with a good one uh, we haven't come up with one that we think is satisfactory um, for our you know for our own house sung groover we're, we're gonna get there yeah. um, but I, I had literally I had forgotten about that as an option so I'm gonna yeah we're gonna see what happens and I, I, I you know I kind of it made me think for a second like what would my own family what would my own crest or emblem be? Mm-hmm. And um, it's not pretty. 
It's not cute. <laughs> I don't know what the motto would be, but the emblem, like the visual, would definitely be like, um, like a pile of broken souls <laughs> on the bottom, and then like a middle finger pointing at a little tiny baby middle finger, and then maybe in between how, the middle fingers would you there would be like represent a pile of broken pile souls. Of <laughs> That's up to the artist to decide. I just kind of have the idea. <laughs> You know what? Sure. I'm envisioning a bunch of sad little ghosts in a pile. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the, the vestiges of humanity. Just in a pile in a heap somewhere. Um, some Folgers instant coffee would be part of it. Like just a jar of <laughs> rank-ass Folgers crystals. <laughs> there's, the, yeah, no, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of specific imagery in here yeah. that will take a world-class artist-slash-designer to pull off. I mean, but, you go to someone uh, and you oh. say, I need you to draw a pile of broken souls. If they can do it, you better pay that person all the money you got. <laughs> like, they're your friend for life if they can do it. They're coming to Thanksgiving. They're invited to a birthday party. <laughs> this is an actual genius at work. <laughs> I just remembered the time that I exhaustively researched heraldry just so that I could adequately describe what I envisioned as Galileo's crest in a Reddit comment that was buried like five threads deep and involved the phrase, Epersi Muove, bitches. And at some point I was like, you know, six, six bezants, argent. And I was like, I need to stop this. <laughs> I have spent too much time doing this today. And it's, it's, it's Reddit. They're, they're calling from work to ask if I'm all right. <laughs> I Still, I respect it. I respect the work. Absolutely. I like those little flights of fancy that you're like, oh, wait, it's been many, many hours. I should probably yeah. do something else. I've spent three hours on this right now, and I'm getting way too... Yeah, okay. I think it's, I think it's a protective <laughs> measure, too. Like, I think the, the brain allows us those those kind of dropout moments without mm-hmm. drugs just to kind of be like, no, nah, you need a break. <laughs> you take a, take a knee. Take a knee for a second. I like to think that this podcast, uh, you know, comprises one of those moments. Aww. <laughs> Recording it or listening to it? <laughs> you know what? Both. Why not? Do you want me to go on to my next? Now, my next one is is one that may have already been discussed already. And... That is totally fine. I I I I think this is this is a new thing that I'm trying. Where I feel like if if multiple people ping on the same idea, I feel like that means that it really has to be done like there's something in there yeah um, or at least at the very least it's data right and whatever however one chooses to interpret that data is up to them but anyway I exactly. digress well I need I need you guys to talk to me about or maybe together we can come up with a fake urban legend ooh because urban <laughs> legends are fascinating as lore you know yeah but fake urban legends are even better can we I, like come up with one and spread it around? Yeah, but like, but you the thing is, you have to spread it as sort of like a a thing of like you you bring it up in conversation as though it's you know uh, everybody already knows what you're talking about, and then when you get asked, you're like, oh, well, as you know, right? And then you sort of go into it and like you just kind of let it spread 
from there, yeah. maybe. Um, it, I think that this this would would sort of have to be done when you're like in that sort of like age where you're going to a lot of cocktail parties, and so that like it just sort of like oh, yes, spreads via word of mouth. You mean our nineties? You know? Like what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not an age maybe it's just kind of like a, a I, I don't know I feel like I went phase. to a lot more like phase yeah a phase yeah yeah. No, I, I feel like I went to a lot more of those when I was in my like I don't know my late 20s I like yeah I, I think that's probably accurate but but yeah that's the only thing is that I don't know what would make a good fake urban legend like I I had the idea for it but I didn't have the um yeah. Well, there's got to be sex or violence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody needs to be shamed for something, mm-hmm. ideally. Uh, something improbable happens physically. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. based on just those criteria already, the best fake urban legend has already happened this year, which is Donald Trump slept with Stormy Daniels. <laughs> and then try to shame her out of her non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> this, oh. I, I, I feel like in order for... I mean, God. <laughs> As I think about it, I, I, I think my version of this would need to involve an animal. Oh. You know? Because like, cause we're like... <laughs> That just dovetailed with one that I was thinking about that I'm not going to repeat here. Oh, well, now you have to. <laughs> it involved uh, Empress Catherine of Russia. What? Oh, oh, It right. is an urban legend. <laughs> yes, that one definitely is. <laughs> right? I hope. It's got to be. What anyway. But, but yeah, but, you know, something that involves an animal that is not, whose powers are sort of like, Unclear, right? Where something like you would believe a cat could do this, um, but, but I, yeah. I don't know what that would be. It also says that dogs can't look up. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I love urban legends and stuff like that. Wait, can, dogs yeah. can't look up though, right? They have to tilt their whole head. <laughs> so I, do either of you? I. I hope I haven't talked about this on the podcast before. There was a video like 10 years ago when Dig was still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on crack.com and it was the internet party. And all of the like big websites at the time were people who were going over to a party at uh, Facebook's house. Okay. <laughs> house. And like cracked was one of them. And, and like, like uh, um, Craigslist and uh, Urban Dictionary who was talking about Blumpkins and like Facebook was really annoying. She'd come up and poke you and be like, Jeremy Mitchells is super stressed about finals. I have a vague memory (laughs) of this video. And MySpace is a guy who looks like Tom who eventually gets wasted and is like who wants to be my fucking friend? (laughs) And Snopes is a goth girl who's running around with a notebook and every time somebody no 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 it's not it's not her it's it's, it's Wikipedia is running around with a notebook trying to write things down and people will be like oh sure it's this and Snopes is like um disproven 
point, for some reason, somebody says, you're such a buzzkill, Snopes. And I think about that quote almost every day because that's what I aspire to be. And I think that my point here is that this idea offends me. <laughs> because I love killing people's buzzes. And I love having the facts. <laughs> oh goodness. But what if but you could craft fake facts, Besha. You yes. could you could just better just facts. one. Just one. Just just one beautiful, perfect, gem like lie. And then that... in, in, in the world of like the circuitous world that we live in, you craft this beautiful fake urban legend and then it gets back to you years later and you can say, Ha ha it is fake. I created Actually... it. <laughs> disproven and I know because I talked about this on a podcast in 2018 exactly you have the receipts oh shit okay actually that that is that is even better I love it thank you I mean I'm, I'm just here to make sure that we get as many fake urban legends going as possible what is next on the list okay next on the list is male privilege the game show <laughs> I'm certain this has been talked about before, but I want to know what you think such a game show would look like. Because I, I feel like the idea is loose enough that there are many possible interpretations of it. I mean, right off the top of my head, I'm thinking of that game show that Howie Mandel used to host, where the women all wore like short dresses and held suitcases. That's pretty male privilege the game show, right? <laughs> I guess definitely Bill Brooks the game show, but also I think it's it's it would be at its funniest if we want to add if we want to be a humorous game show. Uh, you got to get Steve Harvey to host it first of all, <laughs> and everything he said would be from through the lens of male privilege, and he wouldn't even realize it. So maybe <laughs> it's like the first task it, or is that the the contestants know, but Steve Harvey does not know that they have to write down eight incidents of uh, male privilege that he's used in the opening alone. <laughs> right? And then they buzz in, and they're like, we've got it! And then I think the rest of the game <laughs> is just like, I'm imagining a lot of tears, um, like maybe one of the, the cat, like one of the, the, the games could be um, uh, called like, no, you didn't, yes, I did. And it's just like two guys just trying to like, out privilege each other and be like well you did this and you like you know you got into college just because your dad went to the same college no i didn't yes you did <laughs> and just like whoever one up one ups each other the most gets to actually win that round um and then i was thinking of a final round where like you bring in like women or gender non-binary people or trans people and they just like kind of like Game of Thrones lady with the bell shame them about like all the ways they personally offended each of these people like like a really awful this is your life <laughs> just like shame ladies ringing the bell they're telling them what they've done to make them feel like you know they use their male privilege and then again like whoever cries the most wins <laughs> whoever like admits that male privilege is real wins. I love it. I love it. I, I think that... Go ahead. I, I was just also envisioning around where um, they're given a scenario 
and asked, how would you do this? Like, you're leaving the club late at night. What do you do? And every time they get it wrong, a woman rings a bell and goes, nope. Yes. (laughs) Nope. You're going to get murdered on your way to your car. (laughs) Put your keys in your hands. (laughs) Nope. Are you carrying a knife? Nope. (laughs) Yep. First mistake, you're not. Do not make eye contact with that man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be an excellent round. (laughs) <laughs> or even like, what if there was like a boardroom scene where it's like, okay, in this, what do you do? Like kind of like a, what do you do? And a woman has a great idea um, mm-hmm. and is, is at work and you work together and she has a great idea. Do you interrupt her and steal the idea as if it was your own? Do you talk over her while she's speaking so she can't even finish? Do you go up to your manager after the meeting is over? Or none of the above. (laughs) (laughs) Are you appointed head of the project, even though it was not even your idea? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We got got some stuff to talk about, guys, as a country, as a culture. (laughs) It's true. It's so true. Got some stuff to work out. But yeah, male privilege. Do you later complain that she was strident? Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, she's. Oh, have you ever looked at a woman and said she was angry because she didn't like your idea? Um, I'm seeing like a sort of candid camera around that involves like body cams oh. that are just sort of like on the contestant and they just kind of go through their day and they like they they and then like later on they they view the footage and they try to identify the privileged points in it and then like you know their run is compared to somebody else identifying the actual ones and like whoever can most best approximate the true score maybe is awarded you know some points this is this, this is, is also excellent. a thought this is excellent guys i think we just made a tv show yeah awesome i think this is how it works i think i've been in the business long enough now to know that this is how this <laughs> stuff works we thought about it we have enough examples of different rounds we could use and then we just go make it Perfect. That's how it works. I Pitch think it. There could be like a very special Christmas episode with just um, <gasps> rideshare drivers. And like, oh. um, <laughs> like have, if you've ever given a woman less than five stars because she didn't flirt back with you. <laughs> oh, God. Like it was just a very special like taxi cab confessions, except it's just watching men use their male privilege to aggressively <laughs> ask women out. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> we could really take this oh, to the hilt, guys. Oh. Can we also have a round of is this woman flirting with you or is she paid to smile? Oh, holy fuck. Coffee. You saw I tweeted about this recently, John. Oh, oh my oh. god. Oh my god. And 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 that wasn't even about that it, it was it wasn't sexist, but it was a people assuming that I was perky because I was perky and not because I was fucking paid to be. Right. And, wow. and, and I've, I've also been putting together this playlist of songs about men harassing women at work. And it's oh. not like falling in love. Well, it is falling in love with a stripper, but it is all the ones where they're like, she's really nice to me. So she's probably into me. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, dude, she works at the DMV and she's supposed to be. Yeah. She <sighs> cannot tell you to go away. Yeah. I've, no, dude, she's, a... she's a stripper and she won't earn any tips if she tells you to fuck off. <laughs> uh, I have worked at so many coffee shops and restaurants where I'm literally trapped behind a counter or trapped like at a table. Yep. And men just don't get like, I'm not here to flirt with you. 
I would have yep. guys buy a cup of coffee and stand there and drink it and talk to me as if we were on a date. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm helping other customers, man. Take your latte and get out of here. I don't want to hear about your record collection. Mark Marin. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I but believe yeah, that. That would be a great bonus episode for sure. I love it. I also really I love, love this playlist. You got to share that on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I think perhaps we have time for. I think we have time for one more. Okay. If that's the case, then we are going to get into Transgression the Musical. Transgression the Musical. Um, okay. Here's what it is. is actually, wait, hold on. Is there anything in the notes field for this one? No. No. God. No help at all. Okay. I I have a I have this vague okay no I, I okay hang on it's coming to me it's coming to me this was an idea about um it's it it was set in I think I want to say God at this point it had to have been in like late it's set in late two thousand San Francisco okay. and it is it's it's sort of sort of. I mean, keep in mind that I have actually never seen Rent, but Rent, like, it kind of, it focuses on us, on a set of people who live in a building, and they are all trying, they're all, like, subtly, passive-aggressively competing with each other to be the most transgressive person who lives in their little commune. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what it is. See, what I like about this is it's like, it's like a Tales from the City, but mean yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just, oh, you think you're that you're dying of this STI is a problem? Well, look at me. I just created a new one <laughs> in my pants with the eight people I just left with. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. And there are at least like three songs about people's Burning Man art projects. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 It, it, I think that there's probably a running subplot too about like, like three people who are in a poly relationship, oh, but yeah. one of them thinks he's in a poly relationship with two other people, oh. who like, like, yeah. Where it's sort of like it kind of gradually emerges that the entire building is kind of entangled in this sort of like quantum ghost polycule. What if, uh, oh, I love that. What if there was like, like a that, so that is definitely part of it. Yeah, Burning Man plays a large part. Um, <laughs> Completely. Yeah, I mean that that so that's that's my idea. I like it. What, what if what if we, we throw in a um, like a, a gamer gate, but it's just between two people, and because it's uh, you know first person role player game, like they're both men, <laughs> and they're just like gamer gating each other, and then they meet and then they fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> somebody, somebody, please get in touch because I, uh, I am, I am the slowest songwriter ever. And I've actually, I mean, like you know, I've never, I've never done this, but now I, I feel like this is something that I just, I just want to see, even if it's like just a small, you know, just like a, like a, like a small run theater or whatever it is with like five, I'd. This has to happen. I mean, no. I think the, the most transgressive thing you can do to actually get this made is to, like, hire John Mayer to write the songs. <gasps> it's like meta-transgression. 
I was going to make some Lin-Manuel Miranda jokes, but you nailed that. Oh, yeah, you can't see the, the expression of utter shock that has descended upon my face. Because, I mean, yeah. wow. Yeah, you yeah. meta with it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think that is... That's that is the note on which we should end this particular show. But Danielle, I feel like we should have you back for another one. I I would love to come back for another one. Yeah. Hell yes, easily. Awesome. Do, 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 do. Because we have now hit that part of the show where uh, it's time for one of us to give a terrible recommendation or showcase an idea from our guest. Does anybody have a terrible recommendation or an idea? Well, because if not. I think I do. But. Okay. I definitely want to hear yours. Mine is gonna, mine is lame but true, which is my my ter- terrible recommendation is is going on Twitter. Like, why are we still using that? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Why? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. The the, the the thing that I have to struggle with, right, is that, like, you do this. I'm sure that we, we all must do this, right? We're like, you have to check and make sure that nothing completely fucking tragic has happened. Yes. Maybe you just thought of a funny joke, but you can't put that out, like, just yeah, willy-nilly anymore. Yes. odds are good that there's been another school shooting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's- or pipe yeah. bombs are being delivered all over the place. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, like, Trump just tried to make gay people illegal. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you, like you, there, is there, there has to be a word for that, like the, like the tragedy check. The, the, the I, I don't know what to call it exactly. Germans? Um, Germans, where are you? Somebody. You? <laughs> it's definitely a German word. They definitely have a word for that. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a, a good, good that's, that's that is an excellent terrible recommendation. <laughs> what what is your terrible recommendation? <laughs> I, I, mine honestly was just that um, I have uh, once again fallen all the way down a podcast hole that I am in, in a sense still tumbling down, which is that I started listening to the Adventure Zone and uh, I all other podcast listening uh, on my part has been suspended until I complete it, ah. which is. Uh, it's going to be a while, people. Because <laughs> there's a lot of episodes. So you're, you're not only just the completist, you're like an obsessive completist. <laughs> For this fucking thing, like, I, I, there's, like, I can't. Like, it's, 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 it's real good, and I can't stop listening to it. And it's like, it's the, it's the ultimate escape, because it's just like, it's three brothers who are playing D&D with their dad. Uh, and it's like... That's excellent. You know what? Why not? Like it's yeah. I I'm I'm that guy who does. I, like I listen to my, my podcast. Listening is mostly for escape. Right. Um. I've got I've got friends who do who listen to like news type podcasts. Um. And you know, fucking that 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 to me I feel like that takes fortitude. Yeah. That I quite yeah. frankly do not possess. Completely. I I want to laugh. I want to listen to a nice story. I want to be reminded of our humanity. I do not need more news when I'm, like, commuting home. <laughs> I just need to get home and sink into my despair with a moment's relief. <sighs> yeah, so so that was mine. But, you know. Excellent. That's an excellent, terrible recommendation. Do, do with it what you will, listeners. Should we perhaps tell everybody where we can be found on the internet? Yeah. Already. Um, 
well, my, my whole deal actually has been streamlined, thanks to my friend Jen, who is Jennifer Marie on Twitter and is fantastic. You can hear episodes she's appeared on in the archive. Just go to flavor.country for links to all my social presences and the stuff I make, which includes uh, my Twitter, Instagram, and newsletter, which I'm just going to say you should be a subscriber of if you are not already. You can find me on Twitter as Beshef, B-E-S-H-A. Uh, you can find me on Instagram under my entire name, Danielle Henderson. And on Twitter, I'm Naughty Yarn, but I'm trying not to tweet this year, so you might find me there or not. Good. Respect. Respect. Thanks. Well, this podcast is available pretty much wherever fine podcasts are sold. But if you do not find it on your podcast app of choice, please let John know if you can't find it. Um, if you're already there, go ahead and leave a five-star rating and or a nice review. It would help us out a lot. If you've already done that, why not tell a friend about us? Why not tell a dozen Two friends. friends. Oh, wow. Jeez. Okay. John upping the I... ante yet again. Male privilege the podcast. <laughs> Damn it, I've lost this round already. Um, one thing that I should point out, actually, is that a- another purpose of this podcast is to also inspire you. If my dumbass can come up with nearly 800 ideas after a decade, uh, just by writing them down, all the, you know, the instant I've had them, it's possible you might have a great idea lurking around somewhere in your brain, and maybe you should find it. Um, in the meantime, if you find an idea of mine that you like that you want to steal, you should do it. I just want credit. And I want that. Do 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 do